students, you are listening to Answers to Gospel Questions with me, Brother Lawson, and Brother Wing. Hello, Brother Wing. Hello to you. Glad to be here. I'm glad you're glad to be here. How was your weekend? Oh, fantastic. It's always- we are just, we're, we're just a few days away from the dedication of the Arkansas Bentonville Temple, or is it the Bentonville, Arkansas Temple? Um. Arkansas Bentonville. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm stumped on that, but Man. yeah, the House uh, of the Lord. It's the House of the, the House of the Lord. Exactly. <clears throat> so uh, that's pretty exciting. I can't wait for that to open. That's going to be neat. Um, we're in uh, this week, students. We're going to take uh, take you into the Book of Second Corinthians, which is going to sound a lot different than uh, than the Book of First Corinthians. Second Corinthians. Um, it seems like Paul, the theme of second Corinthians is that Paul is a, a theme of connection, right? Paul wants the members of the church to ultimately connect with God. He wants them con- to connect with each other. And he also wants them to connect with church leaders. And so we're going to study this week about three, three principles really that, that Paul teaches to help us connect with, with each other, with God and with our, with our leaders those principles would be forgiveness, uh, the power of the word of God, and also repentance. And so that's what we're going to explore this week on Answers to Gospel Questions. And Paul teaches some things maybe that you've never known before, before, before about those uh, principles. So so we're pretty excited. All right. So, Brother Wing, let's start in 2 Corinthians chapter 2. What's going on in chapter 2 that causes Paul to want to teach us about uh, forgiving others. Yeah. So verse four is an interesting verse. It says for out of much affliction and anguish of heart, I wrote unto you with many tears. And so there's this, uh, this other letter that apparently Paul wrote. Where is it? Um, and, uh, it was, it sounds like it was, you know, there were tough things going on. There was accusations of Paul. There was just a lot of hard things and he responds to that. And it's a rough, it's a rough letter. Now, now comes Second Corinthians to kind of be to speak more in comforting ways, and and he and he commends the people for their response to this rougher letter, this letter of tears um, that he had that he had written. But he also refers to someone of the Corinthian saints who who severely wronged Paul, and he refers to this um, incident and and uh, this hard thing that had happened. And he he almost feels like the way that this guy had been treated by the other Corinthian saints was enough, you know, to like, as far as like uh, anything that they felt like might have been a just justified punishment. He's like, that's already happened. And so he he says in verse seven, you ought to forgive him and comfort him, lest perhaps such an one should be swallowed up with overmuch sorrow is, is how it's worded in the King James Version. He goes, wherefore, I beseech of you, beg of you, that you would confirm your love toward him. And so he's he's referring to someone who did something terrible. Um, apparently, all the saints understood that this was a wrong thing and a bad thing. And yet here comes Paul. And Paul apparently was also the, the recipient of this difficulty. And yet he's he's suggesting to the saints to, to love him, support him, rally around him, now and and go through the work to forgive 
So why should, I mean, the, the question is, is why should we forgive? And I think that, I think that answer is given. I think Paul gives a great answer as to why we should forgive. Um, ultimately, one of the things he mentions is the one reason why we should forgive is lest Satan should get an advantage of us. Uh, just ponder that for a second. Like, what is it about uh, holding on to your forgiveness that gives Satan the advantage over you? You know, I was thinking about um, actually this this experience I had just popped into my mind of uh, when I was serving as a bishop. Um, there was a member of the church, the member of my ward that was totally upset at something I had done. And really still to this day, I really wasn't that big of a deal. I really, I mean, I don't think, I don't think <laughs> what I did was wrong. Right. And so, but this, this member of the church was so upset and held on to this anger and resentment for, for a couple of years until finally one day uh, she came up to me and she said, Bishop, I want to let you know something. I forgive you for when you did this. And Instead of in that moment, it was like the the Holy Ghost helped me in that moment because what what I did, I you know I still don't think what I did was wrong. I, I think it was totally what I needed to do, but in her in her estimation, it was totally wrong, and she had been suffering because of it. And so I just said thank you for forgiving me, and and she just had a burden uh, released from her because she had been withholding this forgiveness. Uh, from me, even though, I, you know, you know, so, so, but I could see it on her. I could see that this was a big moment for her and, and who knows what thought she was having that, uh, that was allowing Satan to have advantage over her because of, of her unwillingness to forgive me of this, of this event. And so I think that's one way, like it can consume our thoughts. It can consume our, our dreams. It can consume so much of us, our attitudes, if we choose not to forgive. And that's what Paul is saying. He's like, no, it's not worth it. It's um, I mean, there's been actual scientific studies about the benefits of forgiving others, the, the light and the, the depression and anxiety that it expels from us when we forgive others. It's, it's empowering uh, to do that. Yeah, there's freedom that comes uh, with that—a release of these burdens, the pain um, as well. And but it doesn't even make sense to to even want to forgive uh, unless we uh, put it in context of Christ and His suffering, right? And the atonement uh, that He that He performed, so that we can have this faith and belief that things can be made right, um, and that we recognize that Christ, who was the most innocent. Um, perfectly clean, and yet he offered and took the the worst penalty of all. Um, and uh, and and when we when we consider that, it opens us to this idea. And then we can also recognize that he has miraculous power to use unfair things that have happened and turn them uh, for our good. And therefore, we can release all of the analysis and thinking and uh, and even efforts to try to punish or seek vengeance, right. we can just release that to him, let him take care of those things. And while, while we release that to him, we open our own souls to his 
ability to then heal and comfort our own hearts and help us to go forward in life um, in a in a very positive way. Like that, he actually can turn this uh, and change it for our good and make make great things out of really awful things that have taken place. Excellent. So, who do you need to forgive, students? Practice it this week. Uh, find somebody that you need to forgive and forgive them. See what it does for you. Uh, rely on Christ to uh, involve Christ. Like Brother Wing said, uh, forgiveness without Christ isn't going to uh, be a, a, as nearly as big of advantage to you as as forgiving others with Christ. And so don't let Satan have advantage over you. Let the Savior have advantage over you and seek out an opportunity to forgive someone. All right, students, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Answers to Gospel Questions. Keep listening and uh, share this with someone else. See you at Institute, everybody. Love you guys. Stay righteous.